Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. God, I cannot get enough of that song. Hey, everybody, Ron Onesta here, hanging and banging with you once again on this Thursday night. We're doing something a little bit different. This is actually a pre-recorded segment because the guests on our show today are in all different time zones around the world, so we're going to have some fun with them. So keep putting your chats in. Keep putting your comments in. As you see this, we'll get back to them for next week. But right now, we are pre-recorded live with uh, my brothers here, uh, Vinny and Carmine. Let's bring them onto the screen because uh, it's going to be a big show. Um, there, there's the. <laughs> so this is actually quite <laughs> early in the morning for Vinny. Um, I don't know that he's yeah. ever been. He probably went to grammar school starting at four o'clock in the afternoon. There's no more. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully but that's a, such going. a nice. Let's see this counts. Oh, count customs. Oh, oh that's. I want one of those. Beautiful. We re we re rehearsed and recorded at his. Studio. Yeah, that's that's the uh, Counting Cars TV show. Counting Cars. Yeah, yeah. very cool, yeah. guys. Um, very, I had them. Uh, go, I did an event with them. Oh yeah, very cool. I did an event with them in Vegas. Actually, they opened for uh, uh, Billy Gibbons and Brett Michaels. It was a really cool show. They got a band, you know. Hmm. Oh, uh, those yeah. guys, and it's yeah. uh, incredible. Yeah, uh, Danny. Danny was in a King Cobra last King Cobra video that we did. Phenomenal and, uh, guys. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Phenomenal guys, phenomenal musicians. And he owns the club out there called Vamped. Yeah. 
Now, the guy's got his fingers and everything out there. I, I give him a, a lot of credit. And again, what TV has done for them, obviously, was a cool gig for them. But anyway, um, it's good to see you guys uh, during the day. Again, I, I don't really yeah. know what Vinny looks like this time of the morning. And now I know why. So um, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but look I'm, at you. You look like you're half sleeping. Uh, no, you know what? I keep. Where's up. all. Where's the jacket? And I everything? know. You know, you know I, just, I'm, I see, I work during the day. You know, I'm up early. I'm up at six, seven in the morning, and I'm on the road. You know, and uh, and then I got to do this thing. So at night, you know, so it's it's a uh, uh, it's it's a rocket day for me. You know, the, the meetings, uh, booking all you guys, creating the shows. That's what we do. And today we've got them, re very, them rebooking, and then rebooking and moving <laughs> and canceling and moving the show. And, yeah. yeah, my day is, today is going to be trying to get oil stains off my pavers in the garage in the uh, driveway. And you know what? All kidding that aside, like that's a cool thing because a lot of people, for some reason, don't realize that you rock and roll icons are just dudes too. And you got to deal with daily things like cleaning grease off of pavers or throwing out your garbage. They think you've got staffs yeah. to do all this stuff for you. I think you should video a little clip of that. Say, I'm Carmine. I'm going to get this oil off and I'm using whatever you're using. Yes. And yeah, do no, it. See if it works. A little product placement. We already tried it. Here. It didn't work so, so far. That's, it didn't that's work. Better. We, have to, we have to go out and get some uh, paint thinner, lacquer, lacquer thinner. Well, according to the internet. So well, this is crazy. This is not. We're not covering this stuff due to a lack of um, content because we've got guys on or backstage. <laughs> wait, they're rock and roll icons, and we're talking about yeah, lacquers yeah. and thinners. This is got to be. Yes. Called, we got to be talking about rockers and drummers, and that's what we're going to do yeah. today. We got two guys that are legendary. Yeah, all the drums, all the drums have lacquers and thinners on it too. That's right. Yeah. That's why you're an icon. You bring it full circle. And you know what? <laughs> Ironically, there's a guy that's going to be on our show today that can actually speak to the chemistry of the lekkas and thinnas that are part of drums because Billy Ludwig III, uh, B3 as he's affectionately called, is, is our guest today, uh, along with Nigel uh, Glockman from uh, Saxon, of course. So we're so excited to have these guys. Let's bring them on and let's start this party, this drummer party. Uh, where is there's Billy and there's hey, Nigel. Hey, how you doing? Guys, thank you for joining us today. You see what's happening here. You see already they start. They pick on me every day. I mean every week. First of all, I'm not looking for sympathy, but that's how it starts. But then we get into the legends. These guys, you know, it's funny because these two guys are brothers through and through. And I gotta sometimes I gotta separate them. Because they, they, they go after each other, but at the end, it's a love fest, and it's beautiful. <laughs> We're the opening act. Okay, first you. of all, I have a question. Yes. Nigel, you're in England. Yeah. It looks like you've got palm trees back there. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the south what is coast. That behind you? What is that oh. behind you? Well, a tree. <laughs> a tree? <laughs> they, look like, they look like palm trees. Yeah, yeah they do. I don't know what they're called. They're sort of... Yeah, they're they're kind of, they sort of grow around here, you know. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. And Billy, since we're talking about our backgrounds, you got a platinum, you got a gold. What specifically are you representing back there? Uh, those are a couple from Ario Speedwagon as a thank you for, you know, the drums, and uh, one from Rat. No kidding. Rat, wow. Rat, yeah. Rat wow. with a tail this long. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well, there's, you know, there's so many, obviously, this is a really interesting show because we obviously have, you know, three or four um, users of your product, uh, of the product. And then, you know, you represent not just 
uh, as we said, the chemistry, the physics, the the actual construction of these of these items, these products that these gentlemen uh, use on a daily basis. But the history, um, I, I you know, I, without uh, without getting too deep into it, because uh, that's not really what this is about. This is about just us hanging and banging and talking about different things. But I'd be remiss if we didn't cover a little bit from 1909 when the whole party started with your grandfather. Um, my, yeah. The first question about the history of it, what do you personally have? There's got to be something of your grandfather's, of those first <clears throat> times uh, when it first came out. What is the oldest or most uh, uh, valued piece of memorabilia you have from the early days? Well, unfortunately, my dad was the one who had that big collection of all the <clears throat> early pedals and things like that. I've got uh, just some really good pictures of my grandfather. Uh, when he was starting the company and, and in the shop with like three people and you can mm -hmm. see him in the background, he was in the shop every day and uh, he was very hands-on. So, but uh, mainly the memories, cause I, I got to know him when I was growing up. And uh, as you can see, I don't know if you can see the picture behind me, that's the three of us playing in 19, three, yeah. wow. 1969. Yeah. And uh, I remember that yeah, vividly. That's incredible. Now, did he yeah. actually set out to be a drum maker or did it evolve from something? No, it, it was just purely accidental. He was about 20 years old and he was on the road with the circus and uh, they didn't tour As in the a winter. Drummer? So he got it. Yes. And he got a wow. gig with a vaudeville act. Yeah, he got a gig with a vaudeville act when the circus like was touring. And he needed a better, a faster bass drum pedal. His wasn't cutting it. So he made his own in his garage and it was small, folded up, and it fit in your pocket. And everybody wow. just everybody just freaked out and said, Where'd you get that? I made it. Well make me one. So he and his brother, Theobald, started making pedals in their garage and that's how it started. So wow. it's actually it's more that. about the it be it all the whole thing began more about the pedals than the drums themselves. Well, it was uh, he was very innovative and he made things that would help himself play and it, it, that's why it expanded into all the drums and then the accessories and the sound effects for silent movies and then he got a gig with an opera and on timpani and it was hand tuned every note was hand tuned and he thought this is a real pain i wish i could do this with my feet so he developed the foot tuned timpani Wow. Which, oh, wow. Which, uh, wow! I didn't know all this. This is great. Oh, oh yeah, that. yeah. And it was, you know, the thing about it is you have tension on the head, and then the foot pedal wants to change positions as soon as you strike the drum. So he put a big spring in between called the Balanced Action Tuning System, patented it in 1932, and it's still the best one out there now. Wow. And, and that, that's what keeps the pedal where you left it, you know, when you tune the drum. Hmm. So, yeah, it's it's pretty complex. Wow. You know, you're that's looking at this. And, and that's the thing with you guys, you know, and I and I sit there, I'm not a drummer, but I'm just a huge fan of you guys. And, you know, when I'm backstage and I the, 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 the X on stage and I'm watching the drummers and it just mystifies me how you guys accomplish what you do musically and the physics of all of it. Yeah. And it's interesting how you look at um, even the simplest of kits um, and the symbol system 
and how that whole thing works is just uh, yeah. amazing. There's a lot more science that I think people give you guys credit to, for to, for understanding. Yeah, yeah. the high you know, hat. I have, I have a 1968 Speed King in the closet, right? Yeah. And, you know, I've been using DWs and, you know, some D drum pedals. I said, you know what? I want to see how this feels after using those pedals. I got to admit, it's still faster than the, <laughs> all the pedals. Yeah. The only problem, it didn't. Have, it doesn't have the power. Yeah. You know, the actual power of the new pedals. But the speed is ridiculous. And then you, then you wonder how, like, Bonham did those triplets on his foot. Yeah. It was with a Speed King pedal. Right. Uh, right. And, and couldn't do it with another pedal because they, they didn't have the speed in those days. And... Uh, you know, and that's I switched from the 26 Ludwigs to the 24s. Hey, Sid, let me it, call you back. I'm in a, uh, because the um, the speaking pedal wouldn't hit in the middle of the bass drum head. Right. It was it was so small compared to the 26. So I, I I lowered it to 24, where the pedal actually hit in the middle again. Yeah. But uh, it's amazing. I I have about a dozen of those in LA in my locker. Well, you know, the funny thing about that pedal is Nico. Uh, used to use one all the time in the in the beginning, and yeah. used uh, Ludwig Silver Dot heads and the Ludwig Speed King pedal, even though he endorsed Sonar. So I would always go see his show, and uh, I like to get there at sound check, yeah. as you guys know, so I could get in and say hi and look around. Yeah. And I would always, you know, say hi to Nico and go right up to his kit and look down to make sure there's <laughs> one pedal, not a double pedal. And I, I still to this day don't know how he plays that fast on one pedal, but it's incredible. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I just did a, a thing with him for a, a TV thing he's doing, like we do. Uh huh. He, he has a drum shop in England, right? Uh, yeah. Drum One. Yeah. Right, Nigel. Yeah. And, uh, and so we did this. I, I did the first episode, and, and he did a, a song, uh, we, we, Where Eagles Dare or something. It was an oh, intro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like a, a three quarter thing. And, so he played it and then played a little solo and then I played on his drum set a little solo and his foot was <laughs> fast. I know. <laughs> hey, I, I, was gonna bring my, I was gonna bring my double pedal and I forgot to bring it. <laughs> oh, my, are you guys going out with each other? <laughs> yeah, he's my, he's my new wife. Let's get it on record here. Nico is the nicest guy. Yeah. No, he really I've is. Met in the, in the business. He's really an unbelievable nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's been on our show I'm several an times and and getting him I mean, you know, getting a word in edgewise is a little challenging <laughs> because he's so passionate. <laughs> he's so yeah. passionate. And when he tells a yeah. joke, it's yeah. a good forty five minute oh. experience. So we gotta, yeah. we yeah. gotta <laughs> But he's great. He's great. Yeah. yeah. We did this we did this golf golf tournament the other day on Saturday. Really? I don't play golf. So <clears throat> he, he he said, Why don't you come down? You're riding a golf cart. So I brought my neighbor with me and we, we drove around, watched Nico and Tico. Play. Oh wow. Right? And we needed is Chico. Yeah. So, so in other words, you went on a date. So with you Nico. are dating. No, no. I, I was, I was on a date ah, with Tico, Nico, and, and and John and Mitch and, and Carmine. And they had a Carmine, the, it was, it was the, the, the double date, the, the double date. Carmine, the, the visual of you in a white the nicest, I'm telling you, 
It's just yeah, uh, really. all the truth here on this really. show. I got to tell you, all the gossip. <laughs> you see what the brothers do to each other? This is what I'm talking about. Uh. This really is a ball buster, you know? Listen, <laughs> ball buster yeah, or anyway, not. Getting, phrase, getting back to the fact that Nico is such a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. No, we, he's, he is, anyway. he's stellar. You know, uh, Nigel, uh, being a part of uh, uh, that 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 group is, that's put right up there with Iron Maiden and Def Leppard. Saxon is one of my favorite bands to have at the Arcata Theater, actually by us in St. Charles. I love when you guys come. Uh, but right up there with with those guys. Um, you joined the band in '81. weren't there from the very beginning, yeah. but you're pretty much, you know, you're about as much of an iconic uh, Saxon player as anybody. Um, when you guys get compared to Iron Maiden or Def Leppard, and I shouldn't even say compared, that's probably not the right word, but put up there with them, um, what would you say is a similarity uh, that you have with that band that you guys share from being across the pond versus American X? Well, I mean, we were just part of that, that new wave of British heavy metal, you know, when the band started. So Saxon were lumped in it, Def Leppard was lumped in it, Iron Maiden. Diamond Head, mm -hmm. Tigers of Pantang, all those British bands. So that's that's why they're lumped together. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I, I wouldn't put sort of Def Leppard sort of. They're not as sort of heavy as. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not as heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Um, but I mean, obviously, both Maiden, both Maiden and Leopard have done a lot better than we have because uh, various <coughs> various things happen on. Them. You know, <laughs> on the way, call the hit single. Well, there's a hit single, and there's sometimes sort of management problems, mm -hmm. you know, in the past. Yeah. That comes up a lot. Oh man, I mean, some of the stuff you know our ex-managers would want us yeah. to do, you know, and that and um, but no, I mean that's uh, that's why we're lumped together with those guys. You know, because you know, uh, it, it is the new wave of British heavy metal, and the, which came out of you know the sort of the sort of heavy rock. Heavy rock, like the uh, purple and yeah. the mm -hmm. BBA over there. But it, was big but, it, but it burst out Zeppelin. after the punk thing. The punk thing I was going to yeah, hit right. on. Because the punk so thing... The punk, so, mm -hmm. Go ahead. the punk thing was like... Yeah. Hence, a lot of the new wave of British heavy metal bands were playing really fast stuff because it was all, all this sort of anger from the punk period, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. but, but, but the actual guys in the bands were into heavy rock. But I guess they yeah. were influenced by this punk thing, you know. Well, you talk about influences. I got to think that uh, uh, Nigel, uh, you know, a lot of the guys from uh, uh, from England and, and, and over there in, in, in Europe got their influence from early American rockers, your little Richards, uh, your big boppers, oh, yeah. your that stuff. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know. Again, you know, we had a band over there. I mean, I started playing when I was seven or eight, and we had a band, you know, a band over here called The Shadows, which were, I bet, you yeah. know, basically the British version of The Ventures. Mm. Yeah. You know, the guitar bands, you know. Yeah. And um, that's cool. so that, that, that's sort of how I started listening to things like that, you know, and then obviously the, the other stuff came came along later. Yeah, but I, I was there with you listening to uh, The Ventures, Dwayne Eddy. Yeah. yeah. Rebel Rouser and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, all that, that stuff, you know? yeah. 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 Vinny never listened to that. Vinny was too young. Well, I was the next one. Um, you know. He was the next generation. <laughs> a lot younger. <laughs> but it's amazing <laughs> to think about, you, you think about the heaviness of Saxon or the music that yeah. you've been involved with in your life. You think about the complexity yeah. of the music that you've been involved in, and to say that comes from Lucille. 
<laughs> one of those things, you know. It's interesting. Yeah, well, uh, yeah it's interesting. Of course. I mean, it, you know, and and you know, I mean, for from my own for the perspective, I mean, I was just soaking up all this stuff. I mean, I've got an older brother, and he was buying, you know, he he bought back a Beatles EP, Ooh. you know, with Twist and Shout, I think it was. And I was like, "Whoa, what's this?" <laughs> right. You know, right. And, everybody was like, "Whoa, it, what's this?" <laughs> well, yeah. exactly. So you know, when he was going to school or going out to work, I was like listening to his albums and stuff. You know, so I was just soaking all this stuff up. And I've got to say, I mean, I know, I know you're here, Carmine, but I mean, Vanilla Fudge. You know, for me, I mean, I was just funnily enough, I was listening to, I was listening to a Vanilla Fudge album about three days ago. Oh you know, wow! Which you know, one? The first one? No, Renaissance. With, Renaissance. Uh, with, oh, uh, oh. with uh, Paradise on it, that's one of my favorite. Yeah, I love yeah. that track, you know. But I'm saying, I wrote, I, I, was, I, wrote, I wrote that song. Excellent. But I'm <laughs> saying, I was listening to all this stuff, you know, and just yeah. soaking it up. And we had, you know, it went yeah. from like the shadows, and then, you know, obviously I sort of, because uh, it was a TV show, got into the monkeys. <laughs> oh, that. yeah, the monkeys. <laughs> the usual stuff. And you then, know, funny about the older brother, my older brother is three <clears> years older than me. And he, his first EP was an Elvis Presley EP. Oh, right. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I, was, I started playing around that time. And I was listening to, like, Buddy Rich and Gene Krupa you know, albums. And he was listening yeah. to Elvis Presley. Yeah. So it kind of, you know, I started making the crossover. And then we, we had these rock and roll shows by Alan Freed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the Alan Freed Rock and Roll Show, which was like at the Brooklyn <laughs> Paramount. I don't even know if Vinny was born yet. No, at that yeah, point. probably you know? not. And uh, my brother would not take me. My older brother would not take me with him. So my mother <laughs> took me. Oh. My, my, wow. my mother oh, took me to this rock and roll show. Okay. And on it was like Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry mm -hmm. and uh, Little Richard, uh, the Flamingos and all those, that era, you know. Yeah. When they had this huge band with two drummers. And you know, I was just getting into drums, and and I I was just blown away hearing the sound of the two drummers. They didn't have really great PA's then, so no. you just heard really the sound coming off the stage, you know. Mm. And it was amazing. My mother took me. You know? yeah, is is that why you don't get? Is that why you don't get them tickets to your shows? <laughs> <laughs> Who Frank? Yeah. My brother. That's right. Yeah, he'll no, <laughs> see you. No, no, sorry, it, sold yeah. out, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, after, I mean, the drummer in the shadow, I mean, the original drummer was a guy called Tony Meehan, and then they had a, a second guy called Brian Bennett, who was like, I mean, his solo on the second, you know, I think, what was I, probably eight or nine, his solo on the second Shadows album just floored me, you know, and then... Did you uh, listen to Sandy Nelson? Yep, yeah, yeah, I had the, I had the Indy, 45 Indy, and that. Let There Be the, Drums? Yep. Yeah. Cozy yeah. Cole, Topsy Part Two? Yeah. Mm. No, were, these drummers in, uh, were these drummers in Abraham Lincoln's first band? No, the funny the funny thing was, and there was a, a guy that used to do a lot of the sessions during the sixties and the seventies in the UK was a guy called Clem Cattini. And and uh, I mean, he just played on loads of stuff. And I was at I think it's probably about ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I was at a London drum show. And um, in walked in Brian Bennett and Clint Cattini. I just, oh, my, my jaw hit the floor, you know. I was like, I've got to have a picture with these guys, you know. How old were they then? Boy, oh. they must have been old. Yeah, I mean, Clem was walking with a stick, you know, and everything. But no, it was just, that just, wow. <laughs> wow. That made my day, that did. 
You know, you yeah. talk about the the history. You you brought up obviously the Beatles, and I gotta tell yeah. you, Billy, one of one of my prized possessions. I've been doing what I've been doing is a gift you gave me, an autographed picture from you uh, of uh, I believe it was your dad with, uh, with Ringo and the Beatles. Uh, it's just amazing yeah. history that that uh, Ludwig has. I mean, it's just it's got to blow your mind even to this day how much a part oh, yeah. of history that the Ludwig oh, yeah, name man. and the Ludwig family has been. Um, now Ringo was a Ludwig guy, of course. Um, oh yeah, and yeah. and that drum kit. Ludwig out. had everybody. Everybody. Ludwig yeah. had everybody. Every big name band, pretty much, played Ludwig. Well, how much oh, of yeah. that, Billy? My question is, how much of that? And, and to Carmine's point, because everybody did. Who were some of the other huge names, first of all, and second of all, how did that happen? Like, why did besides they're the best, of course. But still, there's always somebody going off to different tangents. But Ludwig really cornered the market. Was it a, just a testimonial to your grandfathers and your fathers just beating down the, the beating on the doors and 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 uh, uh, and grabbing these uh, these huge stars? Or was there another reason? No, that that was pretty much it. I mean, my grandfather and father always stressed. Well, they were bringing when I was growing up, quality product and customer service. And that carried over to the artist. And when I started doing artist relations, it was before pagers or texting or emails or even overnight FedEx. So everybody had my home phone number and my office phone number and my parents' phone number. And you could get me at one of three of those numbers. And and there were no cell phones either. Right, right. No cell right. Phone. And, and there was a couple of times when I had an artist uh, call me in the morning, or the drum tech call me in the morning and say, we broke something. And I say, okay, what time do you go on? And I would go get the part made and my dad would take me to the airport. I'd fly out to the gig, rent a car <laughs> and deliver the gig, the part to wow. soundcheck, you know, at soundcheck. And uh, the, the one time it was really close was a bass drum, a Vista Light 26 inch bass drum for Michael DeRocher with Hart. And they dropped it off the stage, and it shattered. Didn't oh crack. Shattered. <clears throat> so yeah. I get the call at 10 o'clock in the morning, and I said, what time do you guys go on? They were opening for ELO. And they said, uh, 7. I said, I'll see you before 7. And I didn't wow. know how close I would be before 7, because I had to fly and then drive to the gig and rush hour traffic, and I got there at 6.30. Oh. And, and uh, it was... 75,000 seat Pontiac Silverdome, and I was sweating. And they, they had, when I pulled up, security knew, you know, when I asked them, I'm the drum guy, that way, go that way, go that way. So I get right up to the back door, and there was two golf carts, one for the bass drum and one for me. They took the bass drum to the stage, they took me to the dressing room, and I walked in, and the band went, yay, and handed me a beer, and Said so they're lucky. They're lucky he was there and not like in L.A. Yeah, right. I got a great story. Oh, go so ahead. I got a great story of uh, you might remember this, Bill. We played um, the Kinetic Playground in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was Jethro Tull, Led oh. Zeppelin, and Vanilla Fudge. Oh wow, right? brilliant and. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you were doing A and R, but you were no. obviously still in the family. No. But uh, your Ludwig guys came there with uh, 
a new Speed King pedal that had a new reinforcement piece on the bottom. Okay. They used to break the, the piece off. Yeah. And they, with all the new Atlas stands oh. that you guys were developing. <laughs> yeah. All these brand new stands. So the three of us were Ludwig guys. So we, they distributed the stands and the pedals to all of us. By the end of the night, we gave you back the stands broken <laughs> and the pedals broken. And we said, not good enough. <laughs> it was unbelievable, you know. But just that show, Clive Bunker, John Bonham, and myself. Yeah, my gosh. You know, and and me and John had the big oversized maple drums, and Clive had a regular, a regular size uh, Ludwig kit. But I'll never forget that, you know. And mm. they, they were so proud giving us these stands and stuff. <laughs> At the end of the night, he said, "Sorry, boys." <laughs> well, Back to R and D. Vinny would appreciate that. The yeah. Funnily, funnily enough, I've got. I don't know if you remember this bill as well. I remember we were doing an open now. I think it was in '82 in Chicago, with Sammy Hagar. I think it was. Oh yeah. And you came up, and you know, I was playing Ludwig then. Yeah. You know, I had the whole thing six, eight, ten, twelve, and all that. And uh, you came up and said, the "Oh, Apple Plus." Yeah, but it was yeah. And he, Did it have and, double heads? Um, no, they're all. I, they could have, yeah. but they were all singles. I, yeah, I had, yeah. had them all singles. But um, and Bill came up and said, "Oh, we've got a new. I've got a new stand here for you. For this is like pre-rack, you know, because now <laughs> I use a rack. We've got a new stand for a six and an eight for you. So great. Okay, set it up. Anyway, we started the gig, and it was really windy." And uh, I remember I went on to this six and eight, and I hit the thing, and it just went donk. Oh, right, man. right, right. I remember that, and your face was like, yeah. And uh, and then the wind was going, and again, I don't know if you remember this, but you I and do. my tech yeah. were absolutely horizontal on my drum riser, <laughs> holding the stands in this wind for the whole yeah. gig. It was brilliant. I I remember that. <laughs> Wow. On your stomach, yeah. holding these yeah. things. So. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but for the most part, Ludwig products are quality. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, yeah. But the uh, yeah. but the service They're innovative. Is, is where it is. The service, the service right? You yeah. know? and that's why I, I I tried hard to go to as many concerts as I could and support my endorsers. And I could tell you, you that know, he's at the Arcada yeah. all the time. Uh, supporting yeah. uh, old friends is well, really he is well. That's also because I love your meatballs, Ron. No, so. thanks, Billy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Thanks, Billy. Meatballs, meatballs. <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I enjoy doing it, and I, I enjoy the hands-on aspect of it. And now with my new drum company, WFL Three Drums, I love to go with two snare drums, do a sound check, even if I don't know the guy or whatever, and just bullshit my way in and say, here, try this. And all of a sudden, you know, they're trying snare drums and they love it. So. Hey guys, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Hanging and Banging right here on Artists on Lockdown. Here's a classic Ludwig picture, Bill. See if you recognize Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember oh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? That. Yeah. And that snare drum is the one Vinny was showing before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Wasn't that a deep one? Six yep, and a half? Six inch. It was a six and no, a half this, this inch. Is, this is five or whatever. Five, five and no, a half. That, that, that looks bigger than five. Is it five? No, no, it's a five. I never use it those deep five. drums. It's a five. Oh, yeah, it is five. Yeah. yeah. Five. Okay. Look at yeah, let me show Let me show everybody the one I had, okay? I have this 1924 
Ludwig snare drum. Wow. Black, That's a five. Beauty. Oh, That's yeah. a five inch. Yeah. It has all this design on wow. it. Wow. You know? And that, That's that beautiful. It's a piece of artwork. It's there. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and it's 15 inches. You know, that the diameter is 15 inches. Nice. And it's a brass drum and brass, all the brass hardware. You know, I bought this in a pawn shop. That's a P-A-W-N. For five bucks. I paid five dollars for it. It's wow. unbelievable. <laughs> Billy, there's uh, hey, now, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Nigel. Go on, no, I was gonna say you guys that know the history stuff, when did they stop doing the you know on the on the tensioners of, of snares, when did they stop doing the claws over the top? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know the exact year on that. It'd have to be the thirties, I think. Oh, you mean like this one has the claws? Yeah, yeah the claw. Because I had, I mean, yeah, when I, yeah. you know, my dad bought yeah. me, I can't even remember what make of my wow. snare drum was. Mine had claws over the top as well. My first one was a piece of crap drum set. And uh, it probably, Vinny, you, you remember that one where you had the, had the floor tom tom was a, was a snare drum and they had claws that was single tension. Yeah. Wow. Claw on the top and claw on the bottom. It was cheap. Okay. But I my my Gretsch kit that I bought in 1961 had no claws, so that so was no. It was only the it was only a snare drum that had it. Yeah, and I, I have a 1940s, um, a 1940s uh, Slingerland, and I don't think it had claws. Hey Billy, it's so, something that you know the way I, I would the world imagine is somewhere now, between the twenties and thirties yeah. must have stopped. <laughs> the way the world is now, Billy, I, I'd bring back the claws if I were you. Your new next design. I, I, I was just going to yeah. say, you want claws? I got claws. We I'll want claws. <laughs> you want claws? We got claws. Because everything is like you know dark and goth and and black yeah. and, and and you know what I mean. The, so claws would I think would be a huge design element. Uh, I'll go. I'll go buy some. I'll go buy some claws. I'll go buy some claws as soon as I get done lacquering some more shells out in the backyard. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, want, I, 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 I would, never thought about claws until you mentioned it. You know, I never thought. Bring about back that. the yeah. bass drum tuning, also. Oh yeah, yeah. that that's the thing. The, the, the biggest thing you need to bring back is the. I have them on this bass drum. See these things? Yeah. Oh, by the way, Bill, these are 1971 Ludwig. My Ludwig 24 by 15 bass drums. Nice. Look at that. I got two of them. And it's still right. ticking. And they, and they have the claws. They have the claws. You see up here what Vinny's talking about? Yeah. No, the yeah. T rods. The T rods. T rods, yeah. I'm sorry, the yeah. T rods were claws. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, some company, I won't mention names, started the you know, the design of those without the T rods and you do it with the key. Yeah. Why? Which means when you're playing you see a wrinkle in your bass drum, you take the key out. Why are you trying to play? Yeah. Tune it, then the, the, how many how many keys fall on the floor? Here, you yeah. want to borrow? I got a key. Yeah. Then, then you never get it done. So yeah. that was the worst design flaw I've ever seen on a bass. Well, that's, that, that's, 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 that's that and the Velcro underneath the hi hat. That's because yeah. yes. that's because you want to move it, you kill your shoulder. Yeah. That's because your roadie yeah. doesn't know how to tune a bass drum. So if you get a new roadie, you won't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, but didn't the t-bars used to screw up with the with the foam in the flight cases yeah yeah mm, that's right, right. Uh, wow yeah. there you go yeah. that is behind yeah, the scenes stuff right there exactly yeah yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that's why they did it get a bigger case 
Yeah. <laughs> I say get a roadie that knows how to pack your case better. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Speaking of a case, I, I just got a, a picture of uh, Joe Calzone that makes Calzone Anvil cases. Built a case. I'm going to get some. Tim Bogut's urn, you know? Oh, yeah. There's a road, a road case. It's a black road case, and his, his urn is black and, and gold with a clear a clear front and on the side a brass plate with Tim Bogart's autograph oh, wow. on it. Oh, cool. And gorgeous. I mean, Brilliant. And it's a, so Tim is forever in a flight case now. Oh, that's <laughs> great. That's, that's really that's cool. And you know well, Tim, Bill. Yeah. Well, do you guys know where my father is? My, fa yeah. my father is... Uh, in my drum. in my living room in a snare drum. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Well, I have I have a couple of I have a slingolin uh, gold and black six inch slingolin gold and black uh, little drum. Uh, it's the leopard one. And Leslie said, when you when you die, you want to be put into that drum. I said, sure. <laughs> okay. You heard it here, folks. Don't laws on drums it. and uh, ashes in, yeah. in, in, in snares. Yeah. Uh oh, Vinny went and got some pictures. Uh -oh. No, remember this? This was this stable oh, of yeah. stars. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at this shit. Oh, cool. Nice. Wow. Oh, wow. Where'd you get that? There's a whole book they gave yeah. in. Those are the yeah, outtakes. I don't have that book. So, yes, so tell do, us about what, what does that represent, guys? Wow. It's Palmine, Ainsley Dunbar, Tony Brock. I don't know who's in the back. Oh, yeah. Uh, Roy from Atlanta Rhythm Section. Uh, Vinny, what yeah, is that book? Everybody, Vinny? Every Ludwig. This one's got Alan White, Ginger Baker. Look. Wow. Yeah. China. Cool. Vinny, you got to tell There's us what Ginger the book Baker, is. Alan White. Well, it was a book that Bill gave to everybody, obviously, where I lost. But, uh, <laughs> it's, but it was, a, it was a, uh, an ad that he did called Stable of Stars. We went out to a horse stable, and he got all every Ludwig endorser there, which was amazing. Great. You, know, you had Ginger Baker, Mitch Mitchell, me, wow. Ian Pace, uh, everybody that played Ludwig. That's your Vinny. dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, wow. that's dad. Yeah, we had a dinner party yeah. afterwards. Bill, that's Bill right there. That's Bill. Yeah, Look Bill. at him. That's Bill. You look like a rock star yourself, uh, there, Billy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they did. What did you do? Three years of that, right? And then those no, those ads ran in every magazine, like in double fold. It was a full two pages. I did five yeah. of them. Five. I did five of them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and they uh, the horse stable one was interesting, but it was also outside in August in Chicago, so it almost rained on us. So the next right. year, I did this one go. in the factory. That's right. that's, oh, the fa yeah. that's the factory of stars, because I thought, uh, okay. I remember uh, that. It'll be, I see me, I see me. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be easier to control everything that way, but boy, was I wrong, because all the endorsers in between shots are walking around going, Oh, I need some of these, and I need some, and take oh, yeah, parts right. and stuff them in their pockets. <laughs> yeah, the tour bus. Stop! <laughs> What's that, man? The tour bus. Well, that's the bus. Yeah. The bus that took us there. Oh man, that's <laughs> the bus. I don't know where that, I don't know where my book is. God, that's amazing. That's the, Joey Kramer there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, cool. 
Wow. That's the bus that Ginger Baker kept asking me, can I drive the bus? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, Let's Ginger. do that. Let's put Ginger behind the wheel. Oh, that's a uh, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Hey, Vinny, you got to scan some of them pictures for me. Man. They spell my name wrong, too. I, oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> that's it, Bill. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I still got that. I don't know how it was in the book. It was in the, the shelves everywhere. It's cool that it's it's right there for you. It. Your uh, you know your arms. Because I didn't want to lose it, so I know I must have had is. it. But I must have had one too, but I don't have a clue where it is. I can help you with that, Carmine. I get. I know a guy. I know a guy. Yeah. I know a guy. <laughs> knows a guy. That'd be awesome. I'd love to have it. Okay. You know, we talked earlier. It came up about how um, how hearts opened up uh, for ELO and those kind of situations. And how, yeah. even though there are 75,000 people in the audience, how the, the big applause came for Billy uh, at that show backstage. <laughs> but, um, but I know there's a, there's a little bit of a story, and I think you can help me with this, Nigel, about, uh, about Ozzy. Did he actually open for Saxon? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah oh. Uh, my, my, my first tour with the uh, first <laughs> European tour with Saxon, we had Ozzy opening for us <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> As so, what though? Uh, like, did he, was he doing Sabbath song? What was he doing? No, oh, it was a, that was it. Was his first or second second album? The Blizzard, it I think. Was a, it was. Oh, I think it was Diary of a Madman. What was the second it one? Was wasn't Bob it? Bob Daisley, Lee Kurzak? No, right? no, it was no? no, it was Tommy Aldrich. Army. Oh, because it had been and, uh, and, and, and Rudy Zazo. That would have been Diary of a Madman, wouldn't it? The second album. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, yeah, that was the And um, yeah, he was. We had a German band on first. Then Ozzy was in the middle. Wow. And, and um, did you do Dortmund? Dortmund Festival in '83. I think so. Yeah, because I, I played with Ozzy there. It was Bob Daisley, Don Airy, Jakey Lee. Yeah. Myself. Oh, I love Jakey. Jakey Lee was yeah. my favorite Ozzy guitarist. Yeah. No, I got to say, but uh, no, it he got to great. a point, and then. We did. I can't remember. It was somewhere in Germany. We did. We did a sound check, and you know, and then their gear went up, and um, and like nothing happened. <laughs> and, the <next> thing, <laughs> and the next thing we knew, Ozzy was on the phone. He was back in England. <laughs> wow. Uh oh. He said, "Screw this." See, see, none of the none of, none of the other guys knew he'd even gone. You know, they were all ready to sound check, and he gone. No, sold this. Oh. That happened with us with BBA, with Jeff Beck. We were in a, a tour in uh, 73, you know, and everything sold out. We wake up in, I think it was Atlanta, and I go down for breakfast, and I see the tour manager. I go, what time sound check? He goes, gig's off. I go, what do you mean the gig's off? The Jeff went home. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we got four more gigs that sold out. He went home. Well, you know, you talk yeah. about uh, you talk about those, you know, BBA and the super group kind of thing. Um, I'd like to segue a little bit in the GTR because I think that was a an amazing project. And um, you know, you're talking about obviously with Saxon, your former stuff is so so heavy, but then you're entering off, you know, into the prog rock world with, I mean, yeah. Steve Howe, Steve Hackett, I mean, you know, Genesis. I mean, it's yeah. just Asia. Really? It's just it's an amazing group. How'd that yes, come together? Vinny. Let's wait. Well, I mean. Yeah. 
This yeah, might be a <laughs> it's okay. tape, but I'll call you back. Okay. He's we'll ordering, he's ordering pizza. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, tell us a little bit about that because that's I talk about a super group. And is there any thought of doing anything like that again? Or what's the, 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 the dynamics of that whole thing? No, what happened was, I mean, I got really sort of uh, angry at uh, management at that, at that period. And um, we were on a tour, in tour over there in the US and I was just, I basically I quit the band when I got back to the UK. And, uh, hello. And um, I got rung up actually and, and asked if, I, if I'd go and have a blast with Steve Howe and, and the GTR thing. And, and the bass player was Phil Spaulding, who I was in Toya with mm -hmm. pre-Saxon. So I went over and Steve Hackett had gone by this time. He'd left. And um, so I went to, to this rehearsal and like, you know, I'm a big yes fan. I'm a, I'm a prog head anyway. Sure. You know, yeah. I'm not a metal head, I'm a prog head. Which and, is interesting. Uh, you know, people wouldn't know that yeah. about you, Nigel. Yeah. Outside and, of the GTR thing. That's true. That's true. But I, I sort of went in and I was absolutely scared crapless, basically. It was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's Steve Howe. <laughs> and uh, now we had a blast round and that was it. And we started, you know, we started sort of routining songs and recording and everything and that's was how it instrumental was was it instrumental band? no 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 we had uh, yeah vocals and stuff was, lots of harmonies and stuff a guy called max bacon who's sort of he's given up the music business now but um we were about we had a there was a lot of i think sort of <coughs> political stuff going on in the background you know it was and we, we had about three weeks probably left to finish the album before mixing and suddenly Steve came in and said, we've been dropped. Oh. How? Well, that was it. Ah. I mean, my God. You know, how? <laughs> I don't know. There was stuff going on. I mean, all during the recording, it was like um, getting things back from the record company saying, no, it's a bit, we wanted a bit more commercial. So we'd sort of rearrange the tracks and do it a bit more commercial. Then they'd come back. No, we wanted a bit more arty as it was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, something yeah. was going on, you know. And in the end, they just said Steve came in and said they pulled the plug, bang, Don. Wow. Well, I guess and that was it. Yeah, I guess what's good about that is that you, your career, um, uh, you got a little bit more involved, or Steve Howe got involved with you, and you got involved with him, and you did. Uh, you played on several. You played on several Asia albums. You played on a Steve Howe album, uh, and you're yeah, also played, a, you're also a composer. Yeah, I write music for TV and stuff, and I write with oh, the band yeah, anyway, with, with sax and wow. stuff. Cool. I, I sort of do background music for uh, you know documentaries. Well, you play keyboards. Yeah. You play keyboards. Yeah. Oh, nice. Did so, so you uh, play keyboards before drums? No. No, I just well, I just love keyboards. You know, I just always yeah. ends the prog thing, I guess. Yeah. You know? Do you have Do you have a recording studio in your house? I just sort of have a little sort of computer set up with Logic and stuff, and a load of synthesizers and various things. Oh, you know. Oh man. And we should We should exchange some tracks for me, you, and Vinny. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm saying why not? You know, and I just like yeah. piddling around with loops and all sorts of stuff, man. You know. Oh, good. You're yeah. You're a deep musician, Nigel. You're deep. <laughs> Musically. I played bass for I played bass for a little while. Wow! So I wow. sort of got into that, you know. And uh, yeah. no, I just my, my background is uh, is uh, mostly uh, doo wop singing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then Vanilla Fudge. We we continued all the singing. So I've yeah. always been into singing. Yeah. And uh, I majored in music in high school, so I learned somewhat keyboard and oh, okay. I play guitar and bass, and I write a lot of songs on my iPad. 
on GarageBand. Yeah. And all kinds of songs, and I, you know, I, I made harmonize and all that. Go I on, Vin. Go ahead. I majored in music outside the high school. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's called Vinny, street Vinny music. Built, on the street. Vinny built, <laughs> Vinny built my computer and my system here. Uh, he's a computer geek. See, you don't yeah. know. This is, this is, you, know, you don't we'll know this about Cubase. Oh, Cubase, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I yeah use, we're yeah. doing Cubase. I got focus rights. And, yeah. And Vinny built a computer. It's got like 3.5 terabytes of. And Vinny yeah, also you know. repaired the computer when he got struck by lightning at his got house. Struck oh, by lightning, oh, really? <laughs> in Florida, blew yeah, out. I couldn't believe blew it. Blew out one of the focus right units. Blew oh, out oh. something. TV. In the I got two screens. Blew out one of my screens. So now oh. every time I'm done in here, I unplug everything. Yeah. I unplug the internet. <laughs> I unplug yeah. everything. Makes sense. I don't want that to happen. But again, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't sort of. I mean, you obviously. You know, if someone says to me, "Play," you know, on a keyboard, play an A minor or something, I haven't a clue what they're talking about. I just, I just, <laughs> oh, really? I just do it by ear. A year, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know where a sort of A, B, C, D are on the keyboard as such. But it, well, you know, say, you know the chord, you know, you know what an A minor chord is, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just, that's the know. black thing you plug in to put the power. Well, I know I know that. <laughs> I know that stuff. <laughs> but you know something like a old player, you know A minor sus or whatever. It's like what? Yeah, right. No idea. Yeah, it's, I'll amazing. hit the white thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'll hit those things. Yeah. Have, we all have each other's emails on us. Send me send me one of your pieces. Yeah, well, love yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. You know, you're talking about. Uh, we, we've touched a little bit on. On technology, and you guys are talking about all this kind of stuff, Billy. What I mean, you know, I, obviously the essence of of drums and Ludwig is so much original, the old school. Basically, so much of your business or so much of your product still touches around 19, uh, 1909, 1920s. Yeah. It's got the. But yeah. what do we have to look forward to, if anything, with regards to all this technology that's happening? I mean, to ask you a question here. I mean, you know, look at Carmine, look at Nigel, Vinny. These are guys, they're classic guys. But 20 years from now, are we going to be just doing the Synsonics and that's it? Are we doing, I mean, what is the future of the actual drums as, as you see it, being the industry leader? Well, uh, I don't think it's going to go that far electronic. I mean, it's electronics can be used as a tool or an accessory, but the basic, you know, core sound of a drum, the resonance of a, of the classic sound, which is what I'm going after with my new company, three ply, maple, poplar maple, thin shells, resonant. Yes. Everybody plays them and goes, oh, the classic sound. And that's yeah. what people want. So yeah. I don't think the electronics are going to be that big of a factor in the future. Hey, Bill, you got a website for the new drums and stuff? Or Yes, I do. Yeah, of course. Yes, what I do, is, Vincent. Plug, plug, plug. W-F-L-I-I-I-Drums.com. Okay. It's easy. And, and I could vouch for Bill. Bill I, you know, I played on some of Bill's drums, and yeah. they, they got that old Ludwig classic sound. Thank you. And, 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 and I believe you still have the T-bars on the bass drum, don't you? Well, the, I will tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you will. Starting tomorrow. T-bars and claws. T-bars and claws. Starting tomorrow. <laughs> Starting tomorrow. Coming to a drum shop yeah, near you. But, but the other <laughs> unique thing about my company is that, uh, you know, people, you call me and I answer the phone. And yep. people are just floored by that, that people will say, I can't believe you answered the phone. And I said, well, it rang. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, you right. Know? 
And, uh, you know, people are used to push one for customer service, push two for marketing or yeah, whatever. Yeah, all that shit. So I, I actually answer the phone, and if I don't, I respond to the message quickly. And people are really having a lot of fun with that drum shop. Actually, actually I just tried to call you, but I must have an old number. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I have you blocked. I have you blocked, Vinny. Sorry. That's oh, funny. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <coughs> well, your phone was ringing. I thought, hey, Bill, how's the phone up there? No, but the show. And, and Nigel, your yeah. manager's a, a drummer. Sorry? Your manager's a drummer. Yeah. Adam? Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you Adam, just sent yeah. me a voicemail, yeah, Bill. You just sent me a voicemail. <laughs> Have you have you seen his drum collection? Have you seen his thing? He's got a thing on YouTube with all his drum collection. He's yeah, he's got amazing. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. He's a freak for that stuff. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you actually. We're talking about sort of how drums are going to go forward. Do you think anything else is going to happen headwise? You know, is there going to be something new headwise? It's funny because you know we were talking about the old drums. I remember when I started. You know, it was the calf heads. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and you know, and when yeah. the weather was crappy over here, you know, grey, they'd sort yeah, of, they'd all it. drop down. So I'd hold my <laughs> yeah. snare drum in front of an electric fire. I remember when the Weather King came out, the Weather King. Yeah. 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 Right. And you didn't even know who, who it was. It was no. called the Weather King. I mean, yeah. I, I, I had, um, and back, back then, so this was 60 something, I had my. I had a, my kit was like totally. I had a, the bass drum was a gigster, which I think someone found out that was something might have been something to do with Gretsch. I think. Wow. I think I'm not sure. And the the tom I had was a president, whatever that wow. was. But there were wow. two sizes. There was a an imperial size and an international size. So if mm. I went into a drum store and I've got yeah I've got you know a 12 inch tom. Sometimes they wouldn't fit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what a well. nightmare. Well, because yeah, there was yeah. Imperial and, and something else. And it was oh, the yeah. same, actually, with, huh. with Rotatoms. Because, oh, I, because oh, I, had a, I had a kit of Rotatoms for a while. You know, 6, 8, oh, 10, 12, wow. 14, 14, 6, 2, 16 floor things. The six, the, uh, and I, the, I was using Premier heads, and the Premier 6-inch head would not go in the 6-inch Rotatom. Huh. Wow, wouldn't have it. But you know, you guys, uh, we are uh, we are hanging and banging artists on lockdown this week, and as we do every week, we got a little commercial about what we got coming up next week. So we'll be right back with Billy Ludwig and Nigel Glockler here on Artists on Lockdown. Let's see what's happening. And we're back, guys. We're here with Nigel Glockler and Billy Ludwig. Hey, 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 how hey, you doing, hey. guys? Um, that was a quick commercial. Yeah, those are the that best was. ones. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> that was Vinny at his wow. best. Actually, like the, right that was like the intro <laughs> tape, right? Um, yeah, I just wow. I just kind of remembered I should probably do that. But anyway, um, Nigel, real quick here, uh, Saxon. Yeah. I mean, we're coming out of this thing. Hopefully, uh, Saxon is on the road. I believe. And uh, what's a, a new album? Uh, what's going on with Saxon? Yeah, we just got a new album out, and uh, we're sort of lining up a UK European tour for the fall. Mm -hmm. And we were going to try and get over to the, to the States April, May, mm -hmm. but uh, I think a lot of the promoters over there are still a bit nervous. Not me. Come yeah. on, come home, no, baby. I, I, come I, home. I, I love, I love playing it. I, 
I love playing that. I love your theatre, and I love those. There's that uh, so do I. fusion China, fusion Chinese <laughs> place just over the river that's with a right. big dragon on the wall. That's right. That's oh, right. That's where I go that's every right. time. That's right. <laughs> We're waiting for you. Come home, Nigel. Yeah. Come yeah. home. Yeah. No, no. I mean, you know, it's but it just couldn't be done in the time, you know. Mm -hmm. So hopefully yeah. after that we'll get, you know, we'll get over. But. Uh, Beautiful. I'm going to be over there anyway. That's right. On the 24th of February, I'm moving back, you know, so. Where are you moving to? So Great. what happens, to your, what happens to your house over there? You still have it? You'll still keep your house over there? No, I'm just renting here <clears> at the moment. Because, I mean, we came over here because I had stuff to do. And then in the end, it was just like, you know, the lockdown happened, all that <clears> stuff. So, <throat> oh, so, yeah. so I'm still here. <laughs> wow. but, uh, Nigel, you know, Nigel, yeah. you should come up uh, in May for the Chicago Drum Show. It's yeah. May 2021. Yeah. Right out by Ron's Theater. Yep. Okay. We should do that. We'd love yeah. to have you, man. Um, Remind me about it. Remind send me about an email. it. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. In fact, Ron doesn't know this yet, but I'm planning a drummer's party at, <laughs> oh, the, are you? at the Arcata Theater. But Come home, I've been Billy. Come home. I'm going. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll, be, I'll let you know about that, Ron. Let's Sorry. do that. Well, you always have a home yeah. by me, Billy. I mean, you're. And you know what? Well, we should do. A, we should do a drum <clears throat> war show at that. Yeah. Yeah, Ron. Yeah. All right, drum yeah. wars. Yeah. Yeah, Ron. May, let me see. May twentieth. Let me look, and we're gonna yeah. book that today because I oh, think that's a genius go. thing. I've, I've always tried to do that. Let me just see something here. I said we, did that, we that did that one time. Didn't we do that one time? Not at his theater. No. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did with Tofi Bakery. Did my that was supposed to be. For the, oh, we did. Yeah, with me, it was supposed to be Ginger, me, and you. Yeah. And then Ginger got sick. Ginger and got sick. Did it. But it was, but it had something to do with the Chicago Drum Show. Yeah. Huh. Well, let me look Probably at that weekend. because we're going to make something like that happen. That makes a lot of sense. So hopefully your yeah. schedule is open. But uh, once yeah. again, yeah. Billy, you're always yeah. welcomed by me and and by <clears> us, <throat> and you're legendary Thank not you. only because of your family name, but you're such. Such a such a cool guy. You've always been wonderful oh, to everybody. You, um, you know, yeah. you you, no you have you have yeah. you have uh, uh, the right to be a jerk, <laughs> to be an uppity person because of. I mean, you do. Hey, you are. You are. Let me tell you. He, you are uh, bloodline, a and your history <laughs> allows you to have a certain level. They would say, "Well, that's Billy Ludwig." You are not that. You're one of the guys. Thank you. You're one of us, yeah. and thank you for being that. Nigel, a true legend, icon, and we love him very much. I tell you what, you're one of those guys I just love to watch. You just don't stop. I mean, the show doesn't start. You're walking around like this. It's amazing what's going on. But, so, and Carmine and Vinny, what can Nigel, I say? I look, forward, I look forward to getting some music from you. I like to hear what you're doing. Absolutely. And Bill, we'll see you soon. I know uh, we always talk anyway. Yeah. But, Definitely. Yeah, I know yeah. Bill. Like I said, I know him since he's fifteen. He developed into being a nice, That's nice a good guy. guy. He's an old guy. Thank you. He's a Thank good guy you. with an incredible legacy, an incredible bloodline, yeah. an incredible oh, future for drumming. So, come on. well, Enough. you know what? It, oh, it he's not going to be is. able to walk out of the house now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know his head won't fit out the door. Right? He's got to walk out sideways. Anyway. Go ahead, go ahead. Carmine, where, where are you living, Carmine? Are you down in Florida? I live in outside West Palm Beach, Florida. Oh, you're down there now, okay. Yeah, yeah which, yeah. which I want to come down. So that, hence very close to Nico then. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. 20 minutes. I'm 20 minutes from Nico. Nico picks them up, five minutes, they go on the dinner <laughs> date. <laughs> Carmine, we all want to know, places. when you guys go dancing, who leads? <laughs> I don't dance. <laughs> 
So we, we, we played drums together. I tell you what, he had a, a great drum sound. Uh, great, one of those British drum companies. Yeah, that's, yeah, who, British I'm, that's who I'm Boy, with. Sounded really that's good. Sounded yeah. really good. Well, Vinny, I'd worry if I were you. A drum wars, you may have a you may have a, a replacement in drum wars here. It sounds like to me. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't know what's going on. But they could stay in the same room too, so it saves money. <laughs> I'm all for that. <laughs> That's one less hotel room I gotta pay they for. Get it. I'm for that. Oh, <laughs> we better hope Nico's not watching One double, this. and I'm saying the single. It's funny. Oh. And with that, with these legends, yeah. that's what we're gonna leave another, with. Okay. Another fun show. Another uh, fun show. Another fun show. Nigel, thank you so much. Billy, of thank course, you, Carmine, hey, and and uh, many no, my uh, thank you, my brothers. Hey, you know what? It's it's Thank eight you in the guys morning for having here. me on. You know, it's Look. been great. You know. Yeah, thanks. Look, he's got uh, his jammies out. His Vinny jammies. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight in the morning. Well, now it's nine in the morning. It's so. crazy. <laughs> well, Vinny, go back More to coffee. bed. And you go back to bed. And <laughs> all you out there, there, thanks for watching us <laughs> once again on Artists of Lockdown, Hanging and Banging. It's been another Thursday night full packed full of of legends and icon stories and guys just hanging out we'll see you each week at seven o'clock on the east coast uh four o'clock on the west coast six o'clock central make sure you cut you check us out on spotify iHeartRadio, our our facebook page all the stuff we got going on our podcast and really thanks everybody to help put this together again once again we're having a great time i'll see you next week on hanging and banging right here on the sun lockdown see you guys It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.